Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining me today. My name is Steve Riefman. I'm a National Board Certified Elementary School teacher and author in Santa Monica, California. During my 24-year career, I have worked to create an approach that engages the whole child and empowers students to achieve academic excellence, build strong character, develop lasting work habits and social skills, and take charge of their health and wellness. In this podcast, I'll be sharing strategies, stories, tips, and resources that will help you inspire and empower your students and improve your teaching. In this episode, I'll focus on what I've always believed to be one of our highest priorities in the classroom, and that's helping kids develop strong character. While not all of our students will grow up to become world-class scholars, they can all become world-class people. They can all learn to work hard, treat one another with uncommon respect, and generally conduct themselves in ways that make themselves and others proud. In the news, we occasionally hear about how technology is changing at such a rapid pace that many of the jobs our students will end up getting when they're older haven't been invented yet. As teachers, it's natural to find this a little bit unsettling because part of our job is to prepare kids for the future and it's difficult to do that when we're not exactly sure what that future will look like. What always makes me feel better when I hear these reports is my belief in the importance of helping kids develop strong character. Because if kids leave elementary school, middle school, and high school with lasting habits of character, that's gonna serve them well no matter what area they choose to pursue when they're older. Because in order to be successful in any endeavor, They're gonna need to know how to work hard. They're gonna need to take pride in their work. They will need grit. They will need to know how to overcome obstacles and solve problems. All the things that we wanna focus on when they're young to help them develop character. So that always makes me feel much better when I know that we're preparing them with a strong foundation of character traits. And with those traits, students can go confidently in any direction of their choosing as they get older. Helping students prepare for their future jobs is only one reason why it's important to focus on character development when they're young. I've always believed that we should make it part of our daily mission to help kids become better people because fundamentally, it's the right thing to do and makes the world a better place. The world we live in is an imperfect one. For an example, it can often be cruel, but as teachers, we don't accept that. If we see students being cruel to other students, we don't sit back and just let it go. We step in, we talk with our students, we try to help them become kinder. We try to be part of the solution. With our colleagues, we powerfully and positively impact the students at our school. The students positively and powerfully impact us, and we encourage the students to impact one another so that together we can create the kind of culture in our school that we would like to see outside of our school. And what we do in school can have a ripple effect so that as each of us goes out into the world, we can impact those with whom we interact and the sum total of these small interactions becomes something substantial and perhaps transformative. Now that I've discussed why helping kids develop strong character is so important, I'd like to share what I consider to be the three most effective ways of helping kids build strong character. 
These ways involve modeling, examples, and storytelling. Let's start with modeling. In my view, the most powerful way to teach any social-emotional skill or character trait or build a classroom culture is modeling. Let's take honesty, for example. If my goal is to help my students become more honest, what's the best way for me to do that? Is it for me to set a rule that everybody needs to be honest? No. Is it for me to deliver a lecture on the importance of honesty? No. It's to be honest. It's to make and keep my promises. It's to tell my students the truth, even when it may be difficult to do so. Students are watching us, and when we model honesty, that is the best way to help them become more honest. If my goal is to help students develop better manners, I do that by using a positive, pleasant tone of voice, by saying please and thank you, and by making eye contact when I'm speaking with them. If my goal is to help them adopt a healthy lifestyle, I do that by bringing fruits and vegetables to school for snack and for lunch so the students can see that. Emphasizing the importance of modeling does not mean that we need to be perfect or that we should hold ourselves to some unrealistic standard. It simply means that we make every effort to walk our talk. It also means that we seek to take advantage of opportunities that present themselves. For example, a few years ago, our school started a new website and all the teachers were asked to contribute a profile so the parents and students can get to know us on a more personal level. So one of the things they asked us to do was share a favorite quote. And I wanted to share a quote about exercise because that's very important to me and I want to promote an active lifestyle to my students. There's a physical education instructor named Rudy Benton who has one of my favorite all-time quotes. His quote says, seven days without exercise makes one weak. And he spells weak, W-E-A-K. So there's a bit of wordplay there. So I thought that'd be a really good quote to use because it would share how I feel about exercise with my students. So who knows how many kids even see that quote, but if there's a chance that I can set a good example by being a role model, I think it's important that I do that. The second strategy I'd like to share today involves sharing positive examples with students. One thing that I've always loved about teaching is that we have the whole world open to us. We could see something on the news one night, we can read something in the newspaper, we can find something online, and we can bring it in and share it with our students the next day. Anything that they might find interesting or inspiring. Many years ago, I read a book by a man named Christopher Whittle called Crash Course, and in it, he says that every day, school should put greatness on display, because he felt kids needed to study examples of people who became successful so the kids could learn how they became successful, what character traits were needed, um, what did these people do to earn the success that they got. So reading Whittle's book inspired me to write a book called Two Minute Biographies for Kids. In it, I write 19 one-page biographies of well-known individuals who made better lives for themselves through education. And in each biography, it takes the form of a riddle. So I don't introduce the person's name until the last sentence, so that while the kids are hearing me read aloud the biography, they're trying to figure out who the person is, and they're learning 
what the person did to become successful. They learned the character traits that the people used. They learned the obstacles that these people had to overcome. So the hope is that at least some of these people's life stories would resonate with the kids so the kids could draw inspiration from these examples. The examples that we share with our students don't have to come from outside of our schools. Every day, kids in every school are doing things that are noteworthy and should be shared with their classmates. This past school year, the upper grade classes at my school started something new that we're really excited about. Our school has something called the Character Book of the Month, and each book is read by teachers in every class, and the books each feature a different character trait. So the idea that we started with the upper grade classes is to focus on the trait that was in the Character Book of the Month, and during that month, we would ask the kids to be on the lookout for examples of that trait in action among their classmates, whether it was inside the classroom or outside on the playground. We would hear these examples, we would write them up, and we would post them in the hallway. So as the kids walked by, they would see examples of kids in the school demonstrating the character trait that we were focusing on that month. The hope with this activity is that the behavior that's being featured would spread and these character traits would more and more become part of our school culture. Sharing examples of excellent student character can be done throughout the year as your schedule allows. One thing that I like to do anytime we have a couple minutes before recess or lunch is have the kids share, we can call them recognitions or shout outs or put ups, have them share examples of excellent student behavior that they've noticed that day in class. So for example, if we just finished our math period and ask if anybody has any recognitions, one student may raise their hand and say, well, Matt did a fantastic job focusing on his math. So that reinforces the importance of self-discipline. Another student might say, well, Jenny helped me when I was stuck on number three. She helped me figure out the right answer. So that promotes cooperation and collaboration. That's something we want to do. So anytime we can have the kids point out one another's great character, that's something that we definitely want to take advantage of. In another podcast, I share how we can create a class mission statement with our students and revisit it throughout the school year to achieve maximum effect. My students and I look at our class mission statement every Friday as part of our morning routine, and we focus on one paragraph or one sentence or sometimes even one word from it, and I'll ask the kids to share examples of how we have brought that idea to life the previous week. That's another time for the kids to recognize one another's excellent character, again, with the hope that these ideas will spread and become part of our culture. There's one more idea I'd like to share with you about how we can help kids share strong examples of positive character, and it takes place during PE class. Now, many times, kids are sick or injured and unable to participate fully in PE, but rather than have them sit off to the side away from the group, They can either sit next to the activity or, if they're able, they can stand and walk around the activity with a clipboard on the lookout for examples of positive behavior. Anytime they see a student saying something or doing something that reflects strong character, they can write it down. Then at the end of class as part of the cool down, either that student or the coach can read those examples to the group. That will reinforce the positive behavior 
And the goal is that the behavior will spread and become part of the culture. So if this is something that you're able to bring to your PE classes, I think you'll find a lot of benefits coming from it. The third and final strategy I'd like to describe today is storytelling. A few years ago, I read a wonderful book called Made to Stick by two brothers, Chip and Dan Heath. And in the book, the authors discuss how every day all around the world, people are trying to get other people to pay attention to their messages. It could be companies trying to get consumers to pay attention to their advertisements. It could be parents trying to get kids to pay attention to their messages. It could be teachers trying to get students to pay attention to their messages. They found out that there's certain criteria of what they call stickiness, certain things that the people creating the messages can do to make it more likely that their messages will be heard and that the, res the messages will resonate and the main points will stick. One of the six criteria of stickiness was stories. If we can use stories when we're trying to deliver messages to kids, those messages are much more likely to be understood and remembered. Kids love listening to stories. And anytime we have a message to deliver, if we can do it in the form of a story, the kids will be interested in it and it'll be more likely to grasp, grasp the main points of what we're trying to share. My favorite method of incorporating storytelling into the classroom is to use something that I call the quote of the day. Two to three times per week, as part of our morning routine, I'll put a quote on the board and I say to the kids that a quote is not right, it is not wrong, it's simply something that somebody said, and from it, we may be able to learn some important things. So, once the quote is on the board, I'll have a volunteer student read it out loud, I'll give the kids some, what I call, quiet think time, it's wait time, so that everybody can try to figure out what the quote means to them, and perhaps apply it to their life in school, or perhaps their life outside of school, and then after their quiet think time, I'll have them do a pair share. So for about 20 to 30 seconds, they can share with their partner what they think the quote means. Once the pair share is complete, we'll come back together as a whole group, and a few students will share with everybody what the quote meant to them. And then I will take the final turn. And I love to share stories during this time because I found this activity brings out the best in all of us. It starts the day on a wonderful note. It's very positive and inspiring. And every quote connects to a character trait. And oftentimes, these quotes can get into issues of student behavior. And many times in classrooms, when teachers are discussing behavior with kids, it's often after somebody just got caught doing something incorrectly and they feel like they're being put on the spot. But because these quotes are, these conversations are occurring first thing in the morning, we can approach this with a fresh perspective because nobody's caught, got caught doing anything incorrectly since we just got there. So again, it's very positive and inspiring. So one quote that I'd like to use as an example is one that says, teamwork, many hands, many minds, one goal. With this quote, I share the story of the 2001 Super Bowl that pitted the New England Patriots against the St. Louis Rams. Just as an aside, I love sports stories and I think they resonate with kids more than any other and make points very interestingly and clearly. And when I think about it, the relationship between teacher and students 
is very similar to the relationship of coach and player because both teachers and coaches have the job of taking a diverse group of people, bringing them together with a sense of common purpose, developing common goals, and working together as a team. So I think there's a tremendous fit with sports stories in the classroom as we try to inspire our students. So in that Super Bowl, the Rams who had won the year before were prohibitive favorites. Um, experts were not giving the Patriots much of a chance. And the Patriots were led by a young quarterback named Tom Brady who had not won any of his Super Bowls yet. I tell the kids that football players often dream of being in the Super Bowl from the time they're little kids. And one of the things they look forward to the most is having the opportunity to run out of the locker room onto the field, have the announcer call their name, and the player gets his moment of glory. So when the announcement started, the Rams were introduced first, as Super Bowl teams had always been introduced, one at a time, the announcer saying the players' names. Then the building seemed to stop. Things became very quiet. The announcer said, ladies and gentlemen, the New England Patriots have chosen to be announced as a team. And all of a sudden, all of the Patriots players run together from the locker room to the middle of the field. And they make a big deal out of the fact that these players were all willing to forego their individual moment of glory for the benefit of the team. The Patriots ended up winning that day, and I'm not saying they won it because they chose to be introduced that way, but they definitely won because their teamwork was incredibly strong. And as I'm telling this story, the kids' eyes are wide, they're listening intently, they're very interested, and I explained to them that in this class, if we are willing to do things to be part of the team, if we're willing to work together, and if we're willing to have things not always be about ourselves, but if we can focus on the greater good and by doing what's best for the team, that's something that can be very important to our success as a group. So anytime we can incorporate this type of storytelling, whether it's through the quote of the day platform or some other form of storytelling, it can be a very powerful way to inspire kids and promote various aspects of character that we'd like them to develop. We have reached the end of this edition of the Teach the Whole Child podcast. Thanks again for joining me today. I hope you found the information interesting and useful. If you'd like to reach out, I am always happy to connect. My website is stevereefman.com. You can email me through the site. I am on Twitter, at Steve Reefman. And on Facebook, I have a page called the Teaching the Whole Child page. Thanks.